0: Good morning, kings, queens, princesses, and prince. Today it is day number 15 on our Fruit of the Spirit series, and we're looking at number four, fruit, which is patience. And as we look at patience, I just want everyone to reflect on, I will get us through. I will get us through. And we're not talking about a human being getting you through. We're talking about Jesus. The scripture that we want to use as focus is Isaiah 41 verse 13. For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, Fear not, I am the one who helps you. There's a saying that I learned probably when I was learning nursery rhymes, and it goes like this. If you're white, you're right. If you're bright, you might. If you're brown, stick around. If you're black, get back. This sounds really crazy to a lot of people, but to the black and brown community, this is something that you had to learn. I say this as a reminder that this rhyme still rings in most black and brown peoples in a spirit on a daily day basis. As my black meets others before the rest of me, the covert of messages are silent. But they're very, very loud, and it's been going on since as far back as 1619. Right now, because of modern advancement in technology, such as cell phones, compact digital recording devices, we have been able to surface the real demons of this country. The descendant of the slave master hasn't died out. In fact, they've exchanged the sheets for suits. But praise God for being our refuge in the mud of things. Here in this reflection, I want you to hold up your head. Rise up. Hold your head up high. Stand in assertiveness and while it's muddy, don't lose your ground. We're a people that have been traveling through ugly since Pharaoh. Let my people go. That's us too. Slavery only told us Ellis Haley's family story. Slavery has a lot of holes, and they're powerful. What's worse is that the Bible is not necessarily complete for us. We're given what we think is complete. However, there's lost books. My cousin wrote a book called The Last Baroon, where she interviewed the last living slave. She told me, she told us in the book that everything was stripped. Our language, religion, culture, etc. Everything about us was considered wrong. However, we're the ones who built this country and for free. But we're wrong. My thoughts on this, if you need something done right, We don't go to the mediocre or the bottom of the barrel to get things done. That would be an ultimate disaster and a waste of money, time, and effort. To get things done right and to be effective, one has to go to the best. Well, Africa is full of kings, queens, princesses, and prince. Knowledgeable people. These are, were a part of the people that were eventually enslaved. But we have help and refuge in all of the current muddy waters. Remember the I will promises of Jesus. Christians are quite familiar with the I am statements in scripture. They are very powerful and shares much about the character of Christ. They share God's will for his son and for our lives. Along with these powerful statements, we can discover the I will statements of Jesus. These statements declare the promises of God. Throughout the New Testament, Christ makes many promises. He often surfaces these promises by saying, I will. There are over 30 I will statements in the New Testament. Did you know that? Each one stating a beautiful promise from the Lord and that's for us. While we can't discuss all of the Christ's promises, I want to share just a few with you of the promises. I have six, but I think I'll probably do maybe two or three, or maybe all six. The mental state of the world's promises says that, have you, makes us think about, have you ever had someone promise you something and not follow through, big or small? When someone breaks a promise, a slew of emotions journey through our heart and our mind. This makes us consider why we put so much power in a promise. Why do we feel angry or disappointed when someone makes us a promise and then they break it? To answer those questions, we must consider what a promise really is. It is not just empty words out of a person's mouth. It is not meaningless text on a sheet of paper. A promise, on the other hand, is a commitment, and it is meant to be taken seriously. I'm going to let you meditate on that for a couple of seconds. Promises are hard work. When we promise something, we may have to rearrange schedules or say no to other opportunities that come up. The message of a promise is an affirmation of love, respect, friendship, and human connection. It says someone cares about me. Since the beginning of time, people have been making promises. Promises hold value. Promises hold importance in a society, and when we break them, others don't seem to like it at all. But what about Jesus' promises when he says, I will? Now look at this. Jesus knew the importance of a promise. He knew what they meant to the Christian. The I will statements of Christ declare many promises, but I want to share six of these with you. These are statements and assurances for our Savior that we can count on. We can never back down. Well, he can never not back down on any of these promises. So, number one, salvation. The first promise we will discuss comes from John chapter 6 verse 37 and again it's discussed in Revelations chapter 3 verse 20 and that's just for your study in both verses Jesus is letting his children know that if we come to him he will drive. he will never drive us away in Revelation Christ is speaking to the church of I'm going to mess up this word, but Laodicea, and promises that anyone who hears his voice and opens the door will receive him and eat with him. Let us remember that John 6 verse 37 says, All those the Father gives me will come to me." And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. That is so powerful. Why? Because these verses share the promises of salvation. And you must keep that in your spirit. Christ is clearly saying that he will take us in and care for us. He will give us new life and save us from an eternity in hell. When we are in the hands of God, we cannot be plucked out. Let me say it again. When we are in the hands of God, we cannot be plucked out. When we accept the gift of salvation, we can never, ever lose it. So don't listen to the messages in your mind and the naysayers. You cannot lose your salvation. Usability is number two. One of the biggest complaints I hear from Christians is that they are too old or not smart enough for Christ to use. Who told you that? Who you been talking to? When Christ calls you to something, He already knows your strengths and your weaknesses. And don't you know he knows your age? He knows what you're capable of. Christians can be hard on themselves and prevent the full blessings of God from being revealed. Before I began doing what I do, I never thought I could be a help to someone. I even called myself saying, I don't know about that. I just don't know. But God told me in his word, and he put it in my spirit, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. He does not say, follow me, and I will assign you tasks you think you can do. He doesn't say that. And that's something that we all should look up. He will transform all of us into disciples who are usable. While we may feel inadequate, remember that our Lord has promised to make us fishers of men. He will lead the transformation. All we need to do is to just follow. Now, I'm going to flip over and then continue this on tomorrow. I just want us to just continue onward and... um. I just want to say that um, Jesus says, I will come back and that's another promise. We will have, we will have that promise. He is preparing a place for us. That's a promise in heaven. And when he is ready, we will be with him in that place. That's a promise. Our futures are settled. That's a promise we will see Jesus again and spend time spend and spend time there forevermore that's a promise worshiping him that's a promise we have peace knowing we have a home being prepared by Christ and that he will come for us that is definitely a promise in our study know that in our patience The I will will get us through everything that we have going on, the muddy waters, the craziness of the day, and everything. In our study of Scripture, I have learned that Christ was not just making general promises to us, but he was making himself known and declaring that when we follow him, we will never, ever be alone. We will always have his love and guidance. He can and desires to use us and give us rest when we need it. We are promised the full blessing of God because Jesus said, I will. So today, please rise, kings, queens, princesses, and prince. Continue to be hungry for God. Continue to seek after God continue to have a passion for spiritual things and continue to try to please God being a work in progress despite our failures. Rise with compassion and love. No judgments here. Rise, remember salvation is a daily process and it is individual. Today as we rise, let's pick up our cross and and let Jesus be the way to health, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And in closing scriptures, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you with my righteousness, righteous right hand. And be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Rise again my people in this reflection we're still a person after God's own heart.